Do you want to know what, what song that I wrote that uh, is in my head? <laughs> I, I didn't write it, but okay. This is the song okay. that's in my head. Sure. Let, let's play a squid game. Let's play a squid game. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know why my brain decided that that's what it was going to sing Ooh. to me this morning. Probably because I started watching Squid Game last night. Ooh, which episode? Which episode? I watched you? one and two, I watched one and two, um, oh. and I could have I could have done more, I but I decided to pull it back. Did you have any funky dreams after you watched Squid Games? I have been having funky dreams for the past six months, so I don't Fair. know if any of my dreams were because of Squid Game. I did not have any Squid Game related dreams. Okay. Like there were no competitions for things no deathmatch um, competitions okay no my dreams are rarely like if i like watch something that scares me and i have nightmares the nightmares are not related to what i watch they're just sort of like my brain is scared so it'll supply something scary but it's never like mm. oh you just watched uh paranormal activity and now there's a ghost you right know? well i made it all the way through squid games to the very was it second to last episode before yeah. i had a squid game related dream. Okay. And it was, I knew exactly what it, when I woke up to, I was just like, well, that's what I get for watching squid games so late <laughs> at night. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. Cause it's impossible to stop watching it. Once you start. Is super husband watching it. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he like, I just need to, I need to have my finger on the pulse. I need to be part of the zeitgeist, even though I know I hate scary things. He's also supporting his Asian brothers, you know. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, uh, man, I am really excited to find out what happens. I don't know how much of a, an explanation behind the shadowy figures who run the squid game. Mm-hmm. You do. Um, you would do. get. You do. I I am excited that the cop brother of one of the people oh. they took is following them. I'm excited um, the cop I, brother was pretty good looking too. I mean, let's be honest. Almost everyone in this show is pretty good looking. Well, well <laughs> there are some contestants that, um, come on. come on. And I also, I also know what I'm watching, so I'm like... All of these people are going to die. I really need to, like, not, <laughs> not get, get attached, attached to anybody. Yep. Uh-huh. Anyway, but I'm loving it. I just, I needed to, I was like, no. So my problem is that when I've been getting into a video game or a TV show, I then stop reading entirely. Same. And reading helps me relax at the end of the day. It helps me get to sleep. Not mm-hmm. that it puts me to sleep, but it helps me get to sleep. Mm-hmm. And also... I have a Goodreads goal that I would like to hit. Sure. And um, for example, when I started playing Stardew Valley, I didn't read anything for a month. And Believe then I it. had to catch up. Yep. So I'm trying to be like, you know what? Two or three episodes of whatever I'm watching and then shut mm-hmm. everything down. Mm-hmm. Cl- <laughs> cleanse my eyebrows. Cleanse my eyebrows. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you see the entirety of the Animal Crossing Direct? Did you no. watch it? Oh, 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 Katie. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't. It's like Christmas is coming, basically, in my house. <laughs> Everyone is so flipping excited. And it's, you know, the day before youngest daughter's birthday. So she's like, they're doing it all for me. 
It's like, yep, because we asked them to do this. So of course she's <laughs> like, it's me. Is this a, yeah, is so this a podcast about video games? And It could be. Netflix? I don't... <laughs> well, we are, <laughs> right? Uh, hi, I'm Katie. I'm a mom. We're by Coastal Besties bonding over video games, Squid Game, and ostensibly mysteries. Whoa. Um, the mystery of why these video games are so addictive. The mystery of how did we get to 50 episodes? <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited. And by the time this comes out, we will actually be past mm-hmm. our first birthday. Oh, I'm so sweet. Because our, our podcast anniversary is October 29th. Oh, so sweet. So happy podcast anniversary to us. Uh, lizards who who have who are hanging out or new lizards or whatever thank you for listening and kind of letting us have this very very fun hobby that we're doing and and if uh you know we ever do get wink to sponsor us you know it's it's all because of you so anyway (laughs) wink are you there (laughs) wink i have a wink shipment that was supposed to be here a week ago (gasps) that's just floating around is in Auburn, stu- Washington. Oh, I was going to say, is it stuck in Delaware? Because... It is not in Delaware. It's just like... And it's just like, we don't have a delivery date for you. And I was like, but... Can I drive to Auburn and oh, get it? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly? Wink. Wink. Can you hear me? I want to get this wine before I go into the woods. Ooh, good point. You need wine for the woods. You do. Because right before your, the big murder scene happens, you definitely have to be drinking enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For me to be like, oh, I was just a little drunk. I definitely didn't see a Sasquatch. <laughs> I just imagined it. Uh, and lizards, I did mention cleansing my eyebrows because as I think we've mentioned before in something that didn't get cut, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I did get my eyebrows microbladed this week. The so gorgeous. I do have to do uh uh tattoo aftercare and i love them and gorgeous uh, if you have any questions about that about microblading feel free to hit me up on instagram because i will she's an expert about it yeah oh Mm i i mean i'll just tell you because most people most of my friends are just like was it really super painful nah i mean that was my question it doesn't not hurt it is a tattoo on your face, but they put uh, lidocaine on your face. So what hurts uh, like more, a, topical... uh, a cavity or microblading? My answer is in two parts. Okay, you are more numb for mm-hmm. getting a cavity filled, and so you're just hearing the awful noise. Um, but when one time when I was getting a cavity filled and they didn't numb me enough, that hurt way more when they Ooh, hit no, the nerve. <laughs> And I thought I was going to die. Mm. Um, you know, it's like any tattoo. It feels like a deep scratch. Yeah. So it just it's just a very hard scratch. Um, you know? Yeah. As a, as a cat owner, I'm an, yeah. I am immune to these. Sure, now. sure, sure. Speaking of cavities, I went to the dentist this week and had a new hygienist. Because current okay. hygienist is on maternity leave. And... The new hygienist complimented me on my teeth and my flossing habits. And I was like, you know, that's all I need is a little bit of validation from every professional that I go see for anything. Hey, what shampoo are you using in your hair? Your hair looks great. Hey, have you been exercising when you go to the doctor? Hey, 
That see, that's not even like I can tell you happen. It's like, hey, are you exercising? Because you know, go to see the dermatologist. Oh, why are you even here? You look amazing. You know, I just well, we know we know our dermatol we know our dermatologist is. uh, That's why we go see her. Excellent. That's why we go and see Uh, her. I truly miss her, and I still recommend her to everyone in the larger DC metro area. Yeah, Um, she's great. That she's so amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, that's literally, I have replaced my great obsession with compliments from the dentist. (laughs) So when they're like, wow, your teeth are really white. I'm like, well, one, you give me whitening trays, so they better be. And two, thank you. (laughs) It's like that. It's like that scene in, um, happy endings when David Wayans Jr. is like the no plaque plaque. Anyway, so... (laughs) Let's get into the mysteries. I have two tales for you today. They are both Pacific Northwest based, Washington State based, I'm because shocked. I am predictable. While this will come out after uh, the conclusion of spooky season, which, as you know, for me, spooky season is always in our hearts forever, mm-hmm. um, this will come out in November, but I do have two spooky and sp- I have a spooky and I have a spooky adjacent Ooh, story love it. for you. But I will leave it up to you where I start. Full spooky or spooky adjacent. I will say that the spooky adjacent involves child murder. So if you want to keep that, get that out of the way, or if you want to save that for later. I'm just, I am just intrigued now how it's only spooky adjacent, but involves child murder. So bring it on. Well, I mean, it's terrible, but the spooky part is spooky adjacent. Okay, I'm so. still struggling with how to, <laughs> how to correct this in my mind. So bring it. We will start there. Okay, so the way I found both of these tales, I was just Googling various listicles of Pacific Northwest spooky stuff. And of course, only in your state comes through with a bunch of very vague lists. One of the lists on like haunted places to go see was Point Defiance Park in Tacoma, Washington. So I looked into it. It's already rocking with that name. Point Defiance. Point Defiance. Um, Right. It's not as bad as, oh, God, what is the name of it? Oh, it's going to bother me. Oh, Deception Pass. Oh, that sounds spoofy. Anyway. Okay, let me get your lovely face back up here. Let's hear it. Okay, so Point Defiance Park. So I will lead with the murder and then we will finish with the spooky. Okay. So, this is the story of Jenny Bastian. Um, On August 4th, 1986, 13-year-old Jennifer Bastian leaves home at 2.30 to ride her bike to Point Defiance Park and Beck. Wholesome. She's apparently training for a little bike tour of Lopez Island, which is out in the San Juans. And, you know, it's a national park. People go there, especially if you live close to there. Um, Five-mile drive is a loop. That's like through the park, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, she did not come home that evening. Witnesses say they did see her in the park later that day. Um, so she said she was going to be back. I think her note said she's going to be back by 6, 6.30. She wasn't back. As some perspective here for, uh, it wasn't like it was dark. Um, if you are talking Washington State in the summer, it doesn't get dark until like 9.30 because we're so far north right, right. so the fact that so basically she was taken in daylight mm-hmm. so her parents called the police that night when she didn't come home um hundreds of people proceeded to search for her unfortunately 
as I said, that this involves child murder. We know what happens. Uh, her body was found 28 days later by a group of joggers. 28? Near five mile drive, uh, which is the loop through Point Defiance. She had been raped oh. and strangled. Oh. Uh, so the police found her, like, the police come to the scene. They gather 30-ish DNA swabs because they're like, we're getting somebody off of this. So they gather tons of evidence. They also suspected that it was going to be the same person that was responsible for killing another child what? in another Tacoma Park. Her name was Michelle Welch. Uh, she had been murdered four months earlier, but it was the same sort of MO. She was 12. She was on her bike. She Ugh. was in Puget Park, not Point Defiance. And she was also sexually assaulted. There was a child, a convicted child murderer that was in the area at the time. His name was David Fisher. They suspected him, but they couldn't find him. Like he was on parole? So, I'm not sure. I actually didn't look that much into him because, because they rule him out. Well, eventually. oh, um, also a trash garbage person. But I'm sorry. Like, you murder kids and then, I don't know, should you And you're shouting about? Out? Like, <laughs> okay. Can there... <laughs> Can we just have an island for you? I mean, I'm all for, like, re prison reform, et cetera. Huh. But, like, I guess I'm, I'm just impressed that a child murderer made it through a stint in prison anyways. That's true. That's true. So this went unsolved for years and was actually um, on Unsolved Mysteries oh. as a special alert My in 1989. So in December of 1989, there's a special alert about it. They air... And Fisher was actually arrested after the Unsolved Mysteries broadcast. The source for this was the Unsolved Mysteries fan wiki. And so they oh. said he was arrested as a result of the broadcast. Who knows if that's true? <laughs> the police were just waiting for Robert Stack to weigh in. And once he did, they were like, go, go, go. You know, who knows if like the tip that was like, oh, that's my neighbor, like came in after the broadcast. Who knows? But anyway, he was arrested after the broadcast, but he was ruled out. So, meanwhile, Gene Miller of the Tacoma PD was a patrol officer back in 86 when Jenny was murdered. And at this point, like, throughout the years, he has worked his way up to the detective. And he starts a cold case unit in the Tacoma PD. At the time of Jenny's murder, Lindsay Wade was 11 and grew up in that area and remembers the terror and the, mm -hmm. you know, and the sadness of the community. She joins the Tacoma PD works her way up to detective Ooh. and joins Jean Miller's cold case unit. Badass. At this point, they again still suspect that Michelle Welch's killer and Jenny Bastian's killer are the same person. Um, they have DNA from both scenes. Michelle's attacker's DNA was not in the FBI's national database and the samples from Jenny's site um, ended up being really degraded and also decomposed a little bit. And so we're not useful to form a profile. So in 2013, Gene Miller and Lindsay Wade, they receive a advice from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children that they should, they still have Jenny's swimsuit. I think she was just wearing a swimsuit. Like you do when you're a kid. Bike riding. Because, you know. Yeah, I mean, swimsuits are super rad. And they had not previously tested her swimsuit for DNA. Oh. Detective Wade's assumption here is that the police at the time didn't think to test it because was around her ankle when she was found. So she they assumed that it had been removed for the assault and therefore would not need mm. any sort of testing. Um, but 
they go, that's a good idea, National Center for Missing Exploited Children, and they test the swimsuit, and lo and behold, they get good DNA from the swimsuit. Um, and now they have a profile. And this also sadly confirms that we have two killers on our hands. Oh, no. It is in no, in no way a match for Michelle oh, Welsh's killer. Oh, no, that's awful. I mean, good that they found out, but also awful. Right, right, right. So over the next five years, so remember, this happened in 86. In 2013, they get the actual DNA profile of Jenny's killer. And it takes five more years of Lindsay Wade, Detective Wade, doing her investigation. She has, she, you know, puts together a comprehensive list of every man that's ever had ever spoken or even looked mm-hmm. at Jenny Bastian. She said she had like 2000 names. She's Jeez. like gathering DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. She puts together all of these different profiles. She collects samples from 160 men, use, uses modern and advanced DNA techniques, etc. And in May 2018, 2018 from 1986, they finally get a match. Damn. It is a 61 year old man in Illinois named Robert Washburn, um, and he is arrested. Good. And uh, he immediately pleads guilty. And he says he's very sorry. What the fuck? And the f- <laughs> Jenny Bastian's family is like, because he like, you know, wrote a statement mm. and it was just, a po- you know, so I'm so sorry, right? And they're like, fuck this guy. Yeah. It's not like he came forward of his own right, volition. Right. He was caught and he would have never come forward. Did he have if any he hadn't sort been of caught. connection to her or it was just a complete he stranger? Was in the, he, he lived in the area. Okay, but it wasn't like he had had any sort of contact with her through like school or sports. Like he didn't know her from anybody else. No. That is terrifying. So he was sentenced to 27 years in prison. Not long enough, sort but of okay. Cons- they consider, like, so the family's just like, yeah, not long enough, but they consider it a bit of a life sentence because can, he's 61. Can we not just call it a life sentence? Can we not just make Couldn't sure? Leave. Can we not just make sure that jackass stays in there until he dies? Um, the family is happy, happy in sar- sarcastic quotes, but they're glad that he pleaded guilty so they didn't have to sit through a sure. trial. But, sure. But they do wish that they, he, he would give them more answers. Jenny's mother goes... Uh, it is just mind-boggling that he went to the park and decided, I'm going to kill a child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one right here. Fuck. Also, the 80s. What a time. You're just like. What a time. I know I am, but a small person. I'm leaving a note that says, see you later. Want to go ride bikes? And then yeah. <laughs> you're just out and, out and about. Um, so Michelle's killer was also found. Oh. In. 2018 he damn. is currently in jail and awaiting trial so damn um justice will be served there as well so the spoopy adjacent the reason this was on the list uh, that only in our state haunted mm-hmm, places mm-hmm. is that actually people driving through point defiance park on the five mile run report seeing a little girl oh poor baby oh and it's, it's, you know, it's people who don't even know the story. Right. They'll just be like, I saw this little girl with a bike. Oh. Um, typically when the sun is setting. Yeah. Which is when she was taken. Oh. And then they say that, you know, they'll pull over to ask if she needs help. And they'll see that she has sort of blank, non-eyes, you know. Oh. And then 
uh, then she vanishes when they drive away. Oh, you know, it's like, um, because it was probably such like, so surprising, obviously, and traumatic. It's like, like her energy can't leave that area. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you would, I don't know when the sightings were, but I would hope that maybe now that loser face is stuck behind bars that maybe she's able to move on. That's so sad. Oh, so. Ugh. Well, Attit is another place that we need to go visit next time I'm there. Yeah, I mean, Tacoma is not, is it's not, not too, too far. far not too so far. we could go for a drive through Point Defiance. And so story number two is all spooky. Ooh, and um, all spooky all the time. One involves a callback to a previous episode. <gasps> and two involves zach baggins so oh my god oh no okay this this is the story of kel's irish pub i don't know if you remember seeing this in post alley when like we were like we were there eating at the pink door there's an irish pub in post alley um post alley lizards is near pike place market it literally is an alleyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it has but it has a very cute archway that you can go in and is near uh the place of mm's most ire and hatred the, the gum wall uh, uh kel's irish pub is a functioning irish pub you can go there nice. it, they don't do like ghost tours or anything it's just it is like and it is a some bar actually great little bar uh particularly when you're in the pike place area um you know in a lot of towns and in seattle it's no different when you get to like a super touristy area some of the irish bars in those areas are like are like just out of Guinness. We're Irish. Basically, you know, like there, there are quite a few bars there that are like kind of divey and kind of just sort of like for tourists to sell them overpriced shit. But Kells is pretty great. Um, It is a little bit more legit, like on an episode of Ghost Adventures where Kells Irish Pub was featured. They they interview the owner who is Irish as shit. Nice. And uh, not just Irish. Irish Irish as shit. shit. So, So like not just... I have red hair because my ancestors are from Ireland, but like full on Irish accent, almost hard to understand. Nice. That's how I, that, that's how I like it. Irish is shit. Kells is actually in the basement of uh, <laughs> the old Butterworth building. Butterworth. That, it's a national historic building. It's, you know, it, it's one of those buildings downtown that when you look at them and they have like the, you can still see the old painting oh, on the yeah. side where it has yeah, yeah, yeah. like the name of the building or whatever um i say the basement it's not like you're walking down into a basement um lizards if you're not familiar with downtown seattle particularly down by pike place market it is on a steep ass hill there is no joke about this hill if you regularly walk this hill you would have calves of steel it is so steep and just as a quick little aside during the uh, vacation that I took here that was my final yeah no I'm gonna move here like kind of decision maker I overlapped slightly with MM hey, and her family it was so much fun and so we decided to meet up so when they had been there and I was meeting them so they were gonna leave and I was at the start of my vacation and I came straight from the airport to meet them for lunch at the pink door and uh so i had my big ass suitcase <laughs> for my week-long vacation with me going up and down these fucking hills and at one point we walked down so at one point you get to the base like you're almost to the base of the hill we wanted to go 
at the base of the hill is the aquarium mm-hmm. and we wanted to go down there and, and there's like the the big ferris wheel and hell like yes that. and so when you get to one point it's just a steep ass staircase yep. and i was like well and not just one staircase it's like multiple switchback staircases and then we were done oh so I had to go right on back up, and then we got on a bus and we headed out. Which to, is always uh, good after you eat a giant, giant lunch of <laughs> pasta. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was in much better shape at this time. This was peak kettlebells, so I could handle it. But man, oh man, steep. Anyhow, so uh, this is such a steep hill that basically. On one side of one building, you can see like three floors. And on the other side of the very same building, you see five floors. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and so typically what they'll do is the ground level at the steeper part will be, you know, floor one. So when I say Kells is in the basement, it's just in the, the, you can see it because it's on the lower side of that building on that steep ass hill. So uh, the Butterworth building was originally the Butterworth and Sons Mortuary. Shut it up. It was the first building built in Seattle to be expressly a mortuary. Uh, a quote <laughs> a quote from the Wikipedia page, which I fucking loved, was, uh, it was the first place for comprehensive death-related services from corpse retrieval to coffin sales. Oh, wow. So what, what like, era was this? What time was this? It was uh, 1903. Okay. Okay. So around the time that Caroline Martin was getting her graft on in New York City. <laughs> it also had the first elevator on the West Coast. Oh, of I am the United so States. glad that they had an elevator and they didn't have to drag the coffins up and down those crazy stairs. Expressly for transporting the bodies. Good. Good for them. So they'd come in through the the basement where Kells is now. Mm -hmm. That was the entrance for the bodies. The bottom floor is a pub and there's other things in the building. Um, Butterworth and Sons is now, I think it's just Butterworth Mortuary or something like that. And has moved elsewhere. Um, Thank thank goodness. Okay. (laughs) But from, you know, 1903 to I think the late 20s, it was... You know, a one-stop shop for all your death needs, and it you know during that was also the influenza uh, mm, outbreak, mm, pandemic number one, lots of death in that time. Sure. Um, so anyway, there are several ghost sightings that happen Ooh. regularly in the in Kells um, to the point where it was on a 2010 episode of Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans. Uh, I went to go watch it and it is not available online. Like you go onto like Amazon Prime yeah. video yeah. and it's like, you can buy this episode, buy, buy, buy. And then it's just not available. <gasps> what the fuck, Zach Bagans? I, I know, right? On the Travel Channel's website, they do have several clips. So I watched all of those. The typical stuff, shattered mirrors, breaking glasses. Sometimes people see apparitions out of the corner of their eye. Uh, there are two ghost regulars. Oh. Uh, one is a little girl with long red hair who likes kids and like to play around. Well, I do like to take my kids to bars. So cool, cool, cool. So during the day, you can, like, kids are allowed in the bar. So she typically appears during the day because that's when kids are there. Um, She also likes to play pranks on people. Um, She doesn't have a name. She's suspected to be a a child that died in that 1918 influenza outbreak. And then there is Charlie, 
who is a man wearing a derby hat who shows up in the evenings. They have, as Irish pubs tend to do, a big mirror that says Guinness on it. Mm-hmm. And he appears in the Guinness mirror. Oh, so that people nice. don't see him mm-hmm. in the world. They see his reflection. They're oh, like, oh. <laughs> and so those are the two typical oh, ones that are. Nice. So switch into Ghost Adventures. Um, they have a clip of them visiting the gum wall. And it honestly shows, it starts out with them going, we've discovered the most horrific, disgusting thing we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's the gum wall. Mm-hmm. Zach Bagans walks up to the gum wall and he's like, this is so gross. And then he proceeds to take a piece <gasps> of gum off of it and put it in his mouth. Why? And his crew is like, that's so disgusting. You know they planted that fucking Still. gum. Still, I but was also, here. yeah, it was touching the wall, it was touching the other gum, and nasty. You nasty, Zach Bagans. And then he puts it back, and he's like, I'm not going to take it with me. So anyway, that, that was that was their little bit. And then, so, one clip, he interviews the owner, um, who, again, is Irish as shit. Yeah, so he starts to give, he starts to give a history of the place. And the history he gives is so fucking bizarre. It's like, he's like, this was a corrupt mortuary. This is Zach or this is the owner? This is Zach. Oh, Zach, Going like, it's like the, like, we're in Seattle. The visit kills Irish pub. And so he's like, they would trade bodies for cash to the point where people would. And I'm like, isn't that how mortuaries work? Yeah. But like, she's like, to the point where people would go and kill people and then bring bodies to get like the reward or whatever. And there's lots of shots of, like, a stock shot of, like, an old, creepy old man smoking and, like, <laughs> counting money and stuff. <laughs> and so the Butterworths are actually quite good-natured about all of the ghost stories and mm-hmm. stuff in the building. and But they are su- – they get super pissed when people say they were corrupt. Well, yeah. Uh, they're like, there's no corruption here. Go fuck yourself. However, so maybe that's why they ended up we taking it down. provide but- services. Or money. But the clip, the clip of, you yeah. know, old man counting money still exists, oh, so I don't know. So, here are some facts about the Butterworths that I went and found out to trying to, I was like, corrupt. I didn't see any of that in my research prior to seeing this little clip, so I was like, you know, typing away, Googling away. And so, one, they definitely popularized the um, modern, like, fancy funeral with, like, oh. satin lined casket and, like, services like mm, that. Fancy fans. Fancy funeral for fancies. I see how it is. But here's our our callback. Oh. The reason they have the stink of corruption about them is, remember in our Starvation Heights episode, mm-hmm. how we said that uh, Dr. Hazard had a deal with a mortuary? Oh, <gasps> shit. It was no. them. They were the ones. So they were the ones that they worked, that she worked with. They also, like, kind of because they, were, they popularized the modern fancy funeral with the open casket. Right. Their embalming services were something that they really played up oh, so that you know you could see your loved one as they were, things like that. So, and lizards, if you haven't listened to the Starvation Heights episode, um, this was a woman who was part of like the fasting craze. She called herself a doctor. She was not really a doctor. And she would starve her patients to death, basically. And the accusations were that she had a arrangement with a mortuary so that if they would swap bodies, if people were like, you know, they, you starve this person to death, they would ha- swap a healthier looking corpse Ugh. for the funeral or that kind of thing. Ugh. So that was one of the 
accusations and the Butterworths say that's not true we I mean we had a business relationship with her we were not friends we did not do these things but they were her mortuary and then the other the other corruption charges I found that they were eventually received a not guilty verdict in trial so okay um was that uh that they would they had a contract with the government for doing death services for Navy sailors oh so the whole point of it was that they would do they would you know take in the bodies hundred dollar casket mm-hmm. get them all ready and bill the government so the uh the accusation was that they would double dip and they would both charge the government and charge oh, the families oh. and then keep mm. and or one of the examples was they would charge the government for the bare like the not bare bones but like the hundred dollar casket that kind of thing and then go to the families and try to upsell them oh I on see. nicer stuff i see eventually this went to trial and it was not guilty hey, so case closed back to ghost adventures <laughs> so this is like why we get the greedy man okay. counting or whatever um they do get an evp of i did not hear this but they subtitle it as get us hazard so that um, maybe some of Linda's victims are there and they're saying, get us listen, hazard. Dr. Linda. Dr. Linda. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, another thing that they do is they, uh, so Zach is going around with an infrared camera and taking tons of pictures. Mm-hmm. And um, when they get back to the office or whatever to look at the pictures, that he's like, I saw what looks to be a little critter. Like a little... A little critter? Like a little demon child looking thing. And they had other people, they had experts in the field look at it and they're like, oh yeah, look at the arms and da 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 When I say I could not see what the fuck they were talking about and until they like darken it on the thing and I'm like, I guess? I mean, I love this kind of shit. You know I love this kind of shit. But when it's like... I mean, not even if I squint. So he thinks he caught a demon child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On photo. Camera, on his infrared. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Was it like doing the exorcist crab crawl backwards up the stairs or something? Like, why? No. Let me pull this up. Okay. I had it up before, but I think I accidentally closed it. Yeah, I need to see what we're talking about. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell okay. you where it is. This is a fun game. I like this. Okay. Bring it. Okay. That's the still. Where's the where's the critter? Is is it on the left side of the door? At the bottom, like underneath the doorknob? That thing? He, is that the critter? Yeah. It doesn't that's look the like critter. it. I would never in my life say, A, that's a critter, or B, that is a demon child. They have to add in the glowing eyes that I don't think is a demon child. Okay, everybody. First of all, those experts were just looking at it like I am looking at it now. Like they weren't analyzing <laughs> it. They were just looking at another computer screen. Like they were literally walking up and looking at a computer screen. Yes, it was on, uh, yeah, like a little laptop screen. They didn't it, even do enhanced. It, <laughs> like it was. This looks like <laughs> if I were going to make a Michelin man out of clay, <laughs> that's what it looks like uh one how dare you um 
my father used to call me the Michelin tire baby because no. I was so I was so fat. And he didn't mean like the baby sitting uh, in the tires, know. which they once did. He meant the, tire man. the Michelin tire man. Squish as a baby. So how dare you? That's that's my people you're talking about. And uh, yeah, like it's hilarious. I will put I will put the critter on Instagram for people to see. Aside, one time a friend, a coworker of mine was like, oh, do, do you like critter pants? And I was like, what the fuck is a critter pant? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a style. Like I thought it was like a specific cut, oh, like, like like a gaucho or whatever. Hashtag vineyard no, no, vines. it's hashtag. Yeah, it it is literally the vineyard vines where it's just like you go and it's like a print of yeah. like fucking lobsters or whatever. Hashtag the whitest shit that you can do. <laughs> I was like, those are called critter pants. Yeah, and you that get them on their anyway. on your salmon. No, you get them on your Nantucket red. Nantucket red, just salmon. Yep. So that's. The, ep- the Ghost Adventures episode okay. in the in the interview, the small snippet of which I could see with the owner, some of the things that she would say is that like again mirrors would break with nothing being thrown at them, mm. glasses would slide off mm. of the counters with no one anywhere near mm. them, and then also her mother, who I think started the pub, uh, would at one point she was at the top of the stairs one point and fell down them and said that something oh, had pushed her. Oh, spooky. So that is uh, Kel's. That's great. Irish Good stories. Now pub. we have two new places to go in your neck of the woods. I mean, they don't do ghost tours there, but we could either go during the day yeah. and bring the girls <laughs> and see <laughs> as bait. Hey, and hey, see. is there a little redheaded girl here trying to play with you? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Mom, Mommy, oh, hey, kid, you're having a drink. Do you just go over there and wait for the ghost girl? One other thing that happened in Ghost Adventures that I thought was pretty hilarious. And also, okay, admission. I've never really watched Ghost Adventures. I've only seen clips that make fun of Zach Bagans. Mm-hmm. Like, like whatever. you do, yeah. And, and I know from what we hear, and that's why we drink. So, like, I don't, you know, whatever. I, fine. He, like, you know, Zach Bagans looks like a guy who wears a lot of Ed Hardy. It's fine. <laughs> So I'm not, like, used to, like, I don't know the people and, like, mm-hmm. I'm not used to the vibe. But, like, watching this, this was, like, season four, I want to say, and they're, like, they're season, like, 20-something mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's improved, but Jesus, was this a little rough. Uh, but anyway, so the camera guy is, like, Zach is talking to the owner. Mm-hmm. And the camera guy goes, what's that? Because he, out of the corner of his eye, saw a man in a doorway. Okay. And so he interrupts them and goes, Zach, there was someone there. And Zach's like, oh, no, that was the sound guy. And the sound guy's like, I was over here the whole time, like <laughs> elsewhere. And like the owner's like, yeah, that that guy hasn't moved, but like in a beautiful Irish accent. And then um, and then Zach like, like marches on back there. And he's like, it was someone from over there. And like the camera guy goes over there, goes, Zach, proof, like, there's no throughway there. Like yeah. you can't be on the other side of the pub and go through there. Mm-hmm. And they're just, and then there's like a bathroom there and Zach's like punching in all of the stalls going, who's in here? Oh God. We get it. We get it, Zach. The camera. So the, so the cameraman says he saw a spirit mm-hmm. and feels like a very weird energy. So that was another. Proof. And then Zach was mad because he didn't see it. And if he Probably. didn't see it, it must mean someone's pulling a prank and not a little <laughs> redheaded girl. Uh-uh. I mean, or, or it could be like, you know, I feel like one of the things that we hear on, and that's why we drink a lot, is that Zach is like, lets other people get possessed a lot. Yes, yes. You go on over there and get so possessed. So maybe he's, you know, so whatever. So that is Kells. And I would love to go there and just grab a drink, honestly. Hell yes. And we can get, we can, 
we can get the girls some Rachel's ginger beer yes. and just hang out. Let's do it. But yeah, that is, there we go. That's some two, a spooky and a spooky adjacent tale for the uh, end of traditional spooky season. My spooky season, of course, is year round. Same, same. Oh, I love it. A spooky Great gal. tales today. Great tales. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Lizards, you can find us on social media at one times pod. You can email us at one times pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Tell us what your favorite um, line is. Is it red? Like past Katie? Is it white? Like current Katie? Like current Katie? I mean, I will still drink the shit out of a red. It's just if I am like sitting at home and want a glass of wine. I'm tending to go to a soft blanc or a Chardonnay. My girl, look, this is making me very thirsty. <laughs> so I think I need to go pour myself a, little, a glass of, of afternoon Chard. A little midday, a little midday Chard. It is. It's Sunday. It's Sunday fun it's day. day. It's it's day drinking day. Oh, as I finish my absolutely gigantic. Uh, uh, I literally was about to say bottle of coffee, mug of coffee um, that says, uh, I work hard to so my cat can it's have a true. better life. And it matches your headphones. It is true. It does match yeah, my headphones. It's gorgeous. Um, we'll talk to you next week with episode 50. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking through the, or if you're here, if you're an OG, sticking through the early episodes where I sounded like I was in a submarine. They were delightful. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking Thank you about. for sticking with us through doing Beyond Belief, which I still really enjoy. Same. But same, um, it's not everybody's we, cup of tea, I, and that's fine. Some people prefer fine. a glass as, of as wine. We, that's fine. You know, as we find our feet, and thanks uh, for sticking with us for a few more. And um, yeah, talk to you later. Pop, pop. Bye. Bye.